You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. What I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Just go. There How about go. that? Yes. Now let's go. Go, baby. No cues, but go anyway. Let's All get right. On it. Here we go. Hey, you here, Tony. Lars is in the house. Jay's in the house. Charlotte's in the house, licking my foot profusely. Now, let me explain. Charlotte is a dog. All right. How's yeah, everybody you gotta, today? You got to stop bringing the peanut butter in because you know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you got to stop. And, and certainly All don't get... I brought today was Vine Rap Mater. I know. I've been eyeing those. Yeah, well, they're for you. Tomato could be a hand. I didn't know. I, I don't trust anybody that doesn't hand like vegetable. tomatoes. So, Tony, you're now kind of on the fringe. Hey, I have a little stat for you. Ready? Yeah. 2010, Alabama beat Mississippi State 30-10. to 2011, they beat them 24-7. to 2019, they beat them 38-7. to 2021, they beat them 49-9. to Nick Saban is 19-1 all-time against Mississippi State. Do you know what's so lucrative about those four games that I just mentioned? They were all after losses? They were all after losses. Mississippi right. State. Gee, what do Miss, I win? Mississippi State, a big hug and a kiss and a reach around after the show. Mississippi State <laughs> the old reach always, around. always plays Alabama when they don't need to play Alabama. Well, that could be said for a lot of teams. Uh, under the Nick Saban. The fact that that, that four yeah, right. times, because Nick Saban, you can count on 
a couple of hands how many times he's lost, period, at Alabama. The fact that they've Twice played in a four row. times after Once. losses, I mean, th they got to be going, please, change the schedule, will you? Jay, do you like tomatoes? Oh, I love tomatoes. Nope. Love tomatoes. All right. Well, I meant to bring you some the other day. I like though. tomatoes, but they have to be cooked. Like, I can do uh, cooked tomatoes on, on, on pizza pie. You can eat spaghetti. Yeah, I can eat spaghetti. Chunks of tomatoes. I can eat chunks of tomatoes, but they got to be warm. I can't do it. It's kind of like coffee. I can't do cold coffee. I can do hot coffee. I can't do yeah, where'd you cold say, coffee. Yeah, where did you say you got like Brokeback Mountain? No, Chandler tomatoes? Mountain, you smart butt. Oh, Chandler Mountain. <laughs> you said Brokeback. <laughs> yes, Chandler. Chandler. If they were Brokeback, they'd be crushed. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't forget. Where's you. Lars? What is it he said? I don't know. I never watched it. <laughs> I can't. He's over here. He's here. I can't stop I you. Can't. He's rubbing his quit dog's you. belly. That was I it. can't quit you. Oh. Wow, I, I said, I said that you. way too well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, it is Friday. Um, yeah. It's already come it out of the open. It is definitely Friday. What do we got coming on? We got some great games uh, this weekend. UAB kicks off a Friday night schedule against the Hilltoppers of uh, Western Kentucky. I have some breaking news about the next head coach of the UAB Blazers. I don't think we should uh, push this back. I think this is significant enough yeah. for Tony to just you, hate the airways or your... So uh, I have a brand new podcast that I'm doing, one of about 14 that I do on uh, TKR, the TKR app, and thanks to the tens of thousands of folks who've already downloaded the app. And, of course, you can go search Tony Curry Radio Podcast. It's Curry with a K. Mark Ingram uh, comes on weekly with us from the UAB uh, Blazer Nation. And we don't throw softball questions at him. I, I, I pretty much go right after him. I talked about the Sa Sam Westmoreland situation at Mississippi State. I talked about uh, the Jermaine situation. Um, and then I also talked about uh, March Madness uh, uh, coach, of course, uh, Coach True at Baylor wants to expand March Madness to 128 teams, and it appears that may happen. It would add more, one more game. Um, but the last question, which I, I, I did not tell him before we got on the air, I said, is Bill Clark going to be your head coach next year at UAB? Bill Clark. And there, there was dead air. For about three seconds, he said, what? I said, Coach Bill Clark, because I'm watching a video right now with his grandkids in his swimming pool, and he's throwing them about 16 feet in the air and catching him. He said, the back looks good. He said, no, he's feeling great. He's never felt better, and he's doing super. I said, so uh, do you believe Bill Clark will coach again? And he said, yes. And I said, and do you believe that will be for the UAB Blazers in 2023? He said, I have not talked to him about that, but that would be wonderful if that happened. And I said, okay, then. So you take that little uh, comment there and uh, you run with it. It makes sense. And maybe that's why Brian Vincent was the interim head coach. Yeah. Uh, they got a tough game tonight. They're actually an underdog tonight, a two-point dog. They're in third place right now in their division. Um at four and two, so uh, that'd be interesting. But uh, yeah, so we had that going on. I kind of asked would that Auburn, question. To would the Auburn round? consider hiring Bill Clark if he was on the market? No. Um, Why? Why not? Yeah, really. Um, first of all, I don't think Bill, I don't think Bill Clark would coach there. Uh, and second of all, he's not a good fit. Auburn wants to have who is up. Auburn? Nobody right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do think they'd hire him before they hired uh, Neon. Which is really bizarre. Well, Hugh Freeze. Uh, Hugh Freeze is the guy. I think, I think Hugh Freeze, Hugh Freeze is the guy. would be would be a, a, a decent fit there. Well, and y'all remember Antonio was in the studio a little while ago, and we asked him about prime to Auburn. He just grinned and said, "No." I think the FSU thing would be happening. great. That Jay Clark back Tech. at UAB. You've got some inside connections. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I really felt like that maybe why he was stepping away was to kind of give him a, a chance to kind of separate from UAB and, um, you know, yeah, the back issues and stuff. And it's something he'd been fighting with for, for a while now. And, um, you know, could it be a chance for him to step away for a year and then come back and 
be able to go to an Auburn or go 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 to another place without there being any kind of hard feelings from the UAB fans. You know, because it's tough to step away from something that you built like he did, and the the amazing job that he did. You know, just helping that thing come back and survive after you know all of it being shut down. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not so sure if, if – I, I think Bill Clark could go to Auburn and have a great career there. I think he could be a really good coach for that team. I'm not I'm, – I'm like Tony. I'm not sure if that's where he wants to be. But, hey, Power 5, Auburn, money. I mean, those type of things, they do they do speak to you uh, as a coach because you're trying to rise up through the ranks. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll just see. I, you know, I, I, Tony, I saw that same video that you saw. I, don't, I, I thought maybe it was older, but I guess it is, it is up to date. But um, – if he's able to throw the kids around like that and do stuff, I mean that's that says you know that his back must be feeling a lot better than what it was before, and good for him on that. And, and I'd love to see him back in coaching somewhere at least. I, I, he's too young not to be coaching again. If he if he's up good. if he's up to yeah. it, we don't know how that back feels. And just because you know I have good days and bad days with my back too. But. I threw the question out. Uh, I don't know way before the season started, maybe even before Vincent was named as the uh, interim coach. I said, does anybody think he'll be back at UAB? No. Everybody in the room said no. And now you're saying there is a chance. Well, well, I, I, let, let me preface this, and I'm certainly not backing off what I just said. I, 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 I'm saying that Mark Ingram would love to have him back. And, the and door, there is and, a difference. And the door is certainly open for Bill Clark to come back. Now, if Bill Clark decides he wants to go chase 5 or $6 million a year somewhere else, then, then so be it. But I think they could ask him, and, 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 and he, would, you know, he would certainly entertain the idea. And I think he's just a huge part. I'm not saying that Brian Vincent can't take UAB to another level, but Bill Clark, That we have to understand this too, Bill Clark's phone's been ringing for about three years. Yeah. Uh, he's not answering it. So this is uh, a situation where when was his stock the highest? That would be after last season, not after he retires. So, and I, and I understand where Jay's coming from. Did he ever say retire or did he, he, he did. say he, he retired? He, I'm taking he, he, a, he, a, no, a medical leave. He said retired. But, you know, Tom Brady just came out yesterday and said, uh, retirement's not my future. So it looks like he's going to play till he's well, 55. So uh, retire, and, retirement. And Brett well, just it, came it, back it, out of retirement. So it, once you say it, doesn't mean it. Yeah. And I don't want to compare him at all. If to Tom Brady keeps playing the way he's playing, I don't know if the Bucks will want him back next He's year. got nine touchdowns and one pick, my friend. What's wrong with that? What's the record? So the guys, three and three. Three and three. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's 17 games. He's got an extra no, game. there are others. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, of course, I don't know how much you guys want to put put in his stack, but uh, uh, he's been critical about the way Brady's played. He uh, Listen, Tom Brady's Brady doing, hasn't thrown the ball more than like six yards this he's year. He's doing as much as he can with what he's got to play with around him, and as long as his offensive line is protecting him and they're getting uh, these roughing the passer calls every Would once it? in a while, then I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I don't know. Jay, did you see Tom Brady go off on his offensive line last week? And I know we're just really jumping around. We here, are. But all he, over. Uh, it's a Friday. But, but, but if I'm an offensive lineman and my quarterback is just dropping F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb on me on the sideline in front of everyone, I would be inclined to get a little PO'd at my, my quarterback. Okay, but first of all, are we looking at Tom Brady more now because of the Giselle Bunchen thing? Or are we looking at him because he's actually doing things that he hasn't done in the past because he's yelled at his players before? Well, I'm just saying he's not playing. He is part of the problem in Tampa right now. Yeah. Do you want me to answer? So you're saying you might yeah, have, yeah. Go ahead, Jay. You might Olay. <laughs> now, I agree, Tony. I mean, he's been doing this since he was uh, younger. I think now that being at 45 and being that he's Tom Brady, I think he can pretty much say whatever he wants to say. And I think those guys they don't see him as a peer. They see him as somebody above them. I think if if he was a peer and a guy that was around their age and you know just now getting in and 
maybe, you know, four or five years in the league or whatever. Uh, he's been there for so long. I think that they see him as a coach. They see him as a mentor. And I, I think for him, he's just frustrated. And why is, you know, they're three and three. You're right. Nine touchdowns, one interception uh, for him this year. And, you know, maybe not playing um, at, at where he wants to be playing right now. But I, I still think doing enough to, to get him to three and three because, uh, you know, the guys around him, some of the guys have been injured. Um, you know, you got new guys like Julio Jones there trying to fit in at receiver. But more importantly, offensive line uh, just has not been as good as they've been in the past. And that's because they lost a lot of guys and lost their center right before uh, the season started. And so I think that's where th- those those are the issues. And the offensive line's got to play better. And all this stuff off the field has got to have affected him at some level. You know, he, he's he's human. Uh, so I'm sure that's, that's affected him uh, in a lot of ways, even just uh, subconsciously. Yeah, there is one thing that uh, Tom Brady does need to stop doing, and we'll tell you what that is coming up on the Tampa's other side. Tampa's 20th in points per game, FYI. That's right in the middle of the pack. We're six, guess, uh, we're six games into the year, dude. You also said that that, that the Seattle was going to be losing Russell Wilson and their head coach. What are you talking about? He's still there. Pete's still there. But I said you thought, yes, you thought the whole you thought the whole flipping crew was going to jump it's, ship. It's when fun Russell was Friday, Tony. Stop attacking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wrong side. I love, I love how Lars goes. Lars <laughs> goes, I said that? <laughs> well, I don't no, remember I, saying I, I, I really You know don't, what? I, Joe Burrow's no, got the same record. No we ain't worried about big, you know what, Joe. Joe or two. You gripe about <laughs> him in every break. Year, I, what are you talking no, about? We love, we love Joe Burrow. Here's your 12 Joe seconds Burrow right here. Go, go take your 12 no seconds wrong. and go to break. Tom needs to give this up. We'll tell you what it is I'm on the other side right here on the Jay Barker Radio. Come here, Sean. I'm going to have another kid just so I can name him Joe. Hey, Jay, how you feel about control of this show? Eat a tomato. I gave it to y'all today. I gave it to y'all. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. JCPenney's lowest prices of the season are here for the saving. There's no time like now to stock up on Home Expressions quick-dry bath towels, only $4.88. Soak up even more. The weekend, the weather stays rain-free. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs in the mid to upper 70s between 75 and 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. Talk to Billy F. Gibbons. Uh, what's the name? Right, I talked to him on Tuesday. At least once a week, I pull out. Uh, just got paid today and listening to it at the, at the top of my speaker volume. Yeah. I love that song. It's my favorite ZZ. Yeah, wait, All right. Uh, welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. How about that? Post, lick, guitar. Um, Jay, there's uh, Lars, and there's Tony Curry in the studio. One thing Tom Brady does need to stop doing, and you're talking about screaming it, his offensive line, his receivers, whatever, and everyone's... And, I, again, I think more eyeballs are on Tom than they've ever been in his life because of the whole Giselle Bunchen thing. But do you know what that is? He needs to stop doing his handlers or whoever is his, is his mentor, the person who's like, hey, Tom, this is what you need to do. Stop doing your podcast for a while. 
Yeah, the, the whole military the war, the war metaphors don't work. And he, he realized that. He apologized. He did, and that's great. But the, the funny thing about podcast is people think it's almost like social media. Like, you can say whatever you want on podcast. It's the same as a show. It's the same as doing a radio show on, you know, a, a radio station in Boston or Tampa Bay or anywhere else. Uh, his whole let's go thing. And, and, and again, it's getting tons of listens, and people love it. He did it with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray uh, last week, and, and it's, it's a great podcast. And, 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 again, it adds an element of humanity to Tom Brady. It's neat to hear Aaron Rodgers, of course, been with Pat McAfee for, forever. Uh, we get to hear different things. And, of course, they drop a lot of little nuggets about vaccinations or military analogies or whatever. Uh, and it's super cool. Uh, but right now in his life, I don't know if he needs to go there. I think maybe just back it off a little bit, go play football that way, because everyone thinks he's kind of getting into too much stuff. To do does a Goodell podcast, have a podcast? Uh, I don't believe <laughs> uh, she he, does. he also got a lot of grief for going to Robert Kraft's wedding in New York City yeah, on Friday did. before a game. Yes, I mean, he did. Ta- guess who wasn't there? Bill Belichick. Yeah. Know, he also had a game. But Ed Sheeran was. Uh, yeah, Ed Sheeran, he played. Well, the, if you could if you could have anyone play your your wedding, who would it be? Uh, alive or dead? Uh, yeah, we'll go alive or dead. Uh, Temptations, probably. Really? Yeah, I'm an Eddie Kendricks freak. I always had this uh, this fantasy of having uh, Kenny Loggins singing his song forever and having fireworks <laughs> going off in the background in Hawaii when I got it, married, and it, and of course it was Dick's hat band in my backyard. <laughs> Is what it turned out to be. We had a fifteen hundred dollar budget. I said, "Honey, I'm not spending four thousand dollars on a wedding when I know we." And Rodney Dangerfield with his golf clubs, Kenny Rogers singing. (laughs) That would be fabulous. Yeah, golf. Kenny Kenny Loggins at a wedding would be perfect because he could play, you know, the footloose stuff, and he could do, you know, Caddyshack theme song stuff like that. Then he could also do some love songs. That'd be perfect. Sure. You know, he made a. I bet he made hundred. $150 $150 million on soundtrack for a movie. Of course, my wedding song can now be Danger Zone, uh, which I think would <laughs> be perfect for... Uh... <laughs> Honey, if you're listening, sorry. I don't love them. Oh, yeah. Call your lawyer. Oh, that's right. You don't have one. Wait, let's turn this into a therapy session for Tony. <laughs> no, please. Just get no, it out. because if there's get one, pers- if there's one person that out. will find it, it would be my ex. Uh, Ivan Maisel is going to join the show at 1 o'clock this what afternoon. What a great guy. Uh, journey from grief to acceptance, suicide, loss, and love. Um, and you can go to CJFS. That's CJFSBham.org to get free tickets. I'm going to be going. It's a Red Mountain Theater coming at 4 o'clock on Sunday. He's going to join us at 1 o'clock uh, to talk about not only... You know, he was uh, chosen before he left ESPN as one of the top 10 writers of all time uh, as, from, as far as in sports journalism goes, which is amazing stuff. So we'll talk to him coming up at 1 o'clock here. And, of course, my good radio partner, Josh Claypo, will be moderating that on Friday or uh, Sunday. Can you do know. Ivan Mazel's voice? I cannot. <laughs> You know I can't I, either. Uh, let me tell you something. You can't either. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, no, but it, I'm telling you, everybody, yeah. everybody who worked with him at SI would try to uh, emulate got Ivan's a mobile, voice. Mobile Southern kind of drawish thing. I, I love, love Ivan. I'll do too. I love man. Ivan. And uh, dude, two writers talking to each other. What's going to happen? Is, there, is your head going to explode? Uh, oddly <laughs> enough, Tony, there will be no dead air. You should write. You should write a book with him. Uh, he's he wrote a book once with uh, mm-hmm. Kelly Whiteside. Her mm-hmm. office was right next to mine, uh, and it was about the Iron Bowl. And they spent a week embedded with each team, uh, building up to the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I think it's called Civil War. Yeah, I think I'm that's in it. it. Uh, you are. 
Yeah. We're also waiting on Mike Leach. Um, we were supposed to have him on Wednesday. I got the text, take hey, hey, tone, sorry, but I just can't do it today. I have a campus issue. And, of course, thank goodness I didn't blow up on him because then we found out that Sam Westmoreland, his offensive lineman, died. And, by the way, happy birthday, Sam, today would have turned 19. Mm. Uh, which is just like oh jeez oh, yeah it's it's, it's the just, horror it's just a killer and and if you remember correctly and again we don't know what the specifics are in his death it is easy to assume what we think is happening and you mentioned the fact they found him outside a church but you go back uh, four years ago to 2018 he lost his quarterback Tyler Holinsky to suicide at Washington State so um, unfortunately yeah. he is somewhat versed in uh, this tragedy and uh, we just hate it for the Mississippi State. Hale State uh, athletic family. It's just uh, just a serious bummer. And it really puts things in perspective. It really does. Yeah, and several articles have been written in that respect, and uh, I appreciated them, read them, and uh, yeah. Is there yeah. going to be a, a losing a, to Tennessee is not the worst thing in the world? Is there going to be yeah. a, a moment right. of silence or anything? Do you guys know? Yeah, no, there, there Bryant Denny. There I don't be. know if they do it at Bryant Denny. Perhaps you, you would know they would do it next time they're playing Starkville. I would bet uh, my. I bet anything they do something before the game, yeah. just for a few seconds. Yeah. Yep. Well, and Saban addressed it quite honestly and sincerely, and um, it's just uh, we're gonna get too deep and on this. Life yeah, is so well, fleeting. No, I, I mean, I, I, I could, there's say, but, something but the could reason, happen right now. The reason yep. Ivan is, is in town, he's talking about a book he wrote about his son Max, who uh, uh, took his own life, and uh, the journey of grief that that Ivan and his whole family had to go through. And he's just incredibly honest. Uh, the book is uh, it'll just uh, Man, it's a, it's a tearjerker, but you can't put it down. And uh, you really learn a lot about the nature of grief and how um, just how, how it works and how necessary it is. Yeah, people always talk about, and, and I mean, I don't even like to think about it, but to lose a child mm. uh, is horrible. And, and the, 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 the uh, irony in this particular situation is, Ivan is obviously Jewish. This is being at a Jewish center, and so they asked Dr. Josh Claypo, who is also Jewish. That's not to say that if you're not of Jewish faith, you cannot go, because I'm not Jewish. I do have a nose like a Jewish man, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, and, and I'm really, really smart, and I, I own a lot of things. But um, uh, coming up, you own a lot of things. Did you just tag, yeah, tag it out on that Sunday? Wait, 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 wait. Is there any more? <laughs> Any more stereotypes you can no, pick off? Uh, next next hour, we're going to do Italians. <laughs> jo Josh Claypo's son's name is also Max, and oh. uh, he is of the same age that uh, Ivan lost his son. So he, he's like, I almost felt like it was a God thing where I, I had to, to do this thing and moderate it. So to see those two guys up on stage is going to be super exciting, and, and it's going to be a great story, and, and uh, I love to hear about it. So check it out again. That is uh, C jfsbham.org if you want free tickets that cost you nothing you can make a contribution if you like awesome yeah look forward to that um and i look forward to talking with ivan here uh at uh, one o'clock so yesterday nick saban was on uh the hey, hey coach he had a really great media guest maybe the best media guest yeah, of all time james span uh, and I, and I, you know, we we're all really tight with James and just love James. And he actually asked a, a lot of good questions. By the way, he was shocked because I saw James last Saturday. He's like, I don't know why in the world I was asked. He, Nick asked him, coach said, I want you to do it. And he's like, I have no clue why. Well, he's, um, Boy, he wants me to do it. And I said, dude, this is awesome, man. I yeah. Like, well, Nick <clears throat> called him personally like game day and yeah, no, Nick before, is the, and, Nick and, is and got the last, weather reports. Nick is the last person outside of the program 
the last person he talks to before he runs out on the field uh-huh. is is James. Yep. And James tells him, you know, everything about the wind, the the forecast. I mean, in great detail. Mm-hmm. And 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 the like. And Nick uh, is obsessed with weather. Yeah. We all know that. Like they, that's his favorite channel is is the weather channel. He could watch it all all day. Um. So uh. Yeah. So they have a really tight friendship. But uh, it, it was interesting, uh, uh, Jay, that again the word anxiety came up, and uh, and um, just discuss just discussing about uh, the external factors that can creep into players' mindset, and uh, how just the outside noise they hear in in, in media, social media, um, can really sort of influence the players. And Saban said that this kept keeps him up at night, uh, and so uh, that this week it did. He, and Nick has been really focused on this issue of anxiety, and I think it goes back to when they were walking out onto the field. Right, the players weren't chanting or, or, or singing or you know what they normally do. They were out of their normal routine, and I think that was the first indication, Jay, that Nick knew that something was a little bit off with his team. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. We brought this up what, uh, two days ago, I guess. And, and, and what you're talking about that very topic. And um, as far as the anxiety and, and also as far as not chanting coming out, he, he found it to be very different from what they've been doing in the past. And, uh, you know, trying to address that issue and, and, and look, you know, anxiety, I, I know that for a lot of athletes and all of us guys that played, I mean, we had a buildup. There was the, the butterflies. There was the, that feeling that you wanted to have before you ran on the field, you felt like if you didn't have that feeling of anxiousness that you maybe weren't going to play as well or whatever. I, I, to me, this anxiety seems different, and I don't, I don't even want to even think that I know what it is because uh, the social media is so different now. The scrutiny uh, that they get up and close and personal to a lot of fans on social media that are able to get to them, whether it's through praise or through criticism, it's just a different world for them now. And I really believe – uh, going through the last two years, the, you know, the 2020 and all the way through last year and all that, th- I think they've built up some anxiety because a lot of them have been isolated uh, from a lot of different things and have not, uh, you know, been out in the public as much or haven't, you know, been around students and all that type of stuff. So I think that maybe it's something playing there because I hear that a lot from young people that are not even in sports. They're still, you know, dealing with anxiety and things that they never had before. But it's based on, again, the isolation that they went through. Um, so I hope that that gets better. And I think the biggest thing for them is just to have a good, you know, have fun and, and, and try not to worry about this. And so what's what Coach Saban is, is trying to say. I mean, we had, like I said the other day, we had, we had cut-ups in the locker room. We had guys that kept us loose. Um, when we went out and played, it was about going out and having fun and having a good time. And, you know, I loved going on the road. To me, there was less anxiety on the road than there was at home because, uh, you know, it was just a different atmosphere. And you want to go in and beat that team and, and walk out of there a winner. But, uh yeah, I, I think that's something that he's having to deal with. I think a lot of coaches are probably having to deal with it with these uh, 18 to 22 year olds, and some of them are now 23, 24 because of the COVID issue and being able to get the extra years. So it's just a it's a different different uh, day and era right now for a lot of these players. Yeah, and the uh, the mental issues are a big deal. Um, a lot a lot of people are uh, paying more and more attention to that, and that's a good thing. Uh, not just in the world of sports, but uh, just all over. There are a lot more pressure on the youth of the day than there uh, there have been ever in the in the history of the world. I think I could say no doubt about it. Had Alabama won this football game and they were up 49-42, would we be hearing about anxiety? Um, it's still a problem. Probably it's not. still an issue. Yeah. 
I mean, it you is. don't have anxiety. You don't have anxiety just because you lose but a football maybe game. That, you it. So I, in the overall scheme of life, maybe that's the way it was supposed to happen. So we would talk. Do you believe that? Or could it just be a possibility where we're just trying to find a reason why they lost that football game? Alabama, Tennessee, social media. Excuse me, you're fired. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's crazy. Hey, and happy birthday to Robbie Glenn. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Welcome back to Jay Barker Show at ABX. The gang of Sears, Jay, Tony, Lars, Matt. Appreciate y'all joining us. Man, a lot has swirled about uh, Jermaine Burton and his alleged kind of push... Uh, slap, I don't know what depends on uh, the way you want to describe it. I mean, some people say smacked. I didn't see a smack. Anyway, uh, I'm getting into the semantics of this one. I want to get to the story. Um, first of all, have any of us heard if he has received a punishment? I have not heard anything. No. Lars? I have not heard. Jay? I have not heard. Okay. The only thing I've heard, and it was uh, really for nothing on the record, but I, I feel comfortable saying, is that it'll be handled in-house. I don't think that's going to be popular. Do y'all? Well, for Alabama fans, it will be. Uh, yeah. I Here, doubt he will be playing on Saturday. That's okay. my guess. Okay. Uh, Jay, you got any thoughts on what might be an appropriate punishment? Uh, I mean, there's been – I think they've tried to um, – I don't know if it's the higher ups or whether it's the SEC office – sometimes deal with with these issues that happen after the game or you know uh, maybe not in the field of play at that time and um I, i'm really not sure I, I haven't heard much on this besides what coach saban had to say that's really the only statement they've made is what he came out with um just the other day we talked to roger hoover about that asked him kind of the same question he said look i'm gonna stick with what coach saban said so that's been kind of given the uh that that's kind of the line of of, of answering that they're, they're giving right now about the situation but we'll see well, uh, a punishment for a guy out of Memphis is pretty severe. Uh, after the incident, he put this guy, Steve Lemons, I think you would uh, pronounce it, L-E-M-M-O-N-S. He posted this. I'm glad he did it. Should have knocked her head off. Not supposed to be on the field anyway. Uh, probably not. Do you think he was point. joking there? I don't. Yeah. I no, I think you, if, if like you're joking, you, you got to be funnier than that. Should have knocked her head off. She should, first of all, if he just stopped right there knocking your head off, maybe. But the fact that he said she shouldn't have been there, he is defending well, Burton and what he did. But uh, go on. Well, uh, it cost him his job. K-E-L-E, Inc. Kale? How would you guys say Keel. that? Keel? Yeah. Is that what you say? Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they fired him. Account executive for six years and seven months. Eight, depending on which part of this website or whatever this page you look at, fired him. Is that a fireable offense? 
Uh, Obviously, it is for them. That certainly, again, I don't know what he does for this company. I don't know if he's hired. He's an account executive. Okay, so I I don't know how he represents that company. Um, I I will say this, and I don't know if this ever happened to Jay, but when I was at Cumulus, there were several things that I was putting out on my personal Twitter account. And I would have the GM call and say, hey, listen, would you mind deleting that or taking that off because it's not paying our company? And I'm like, it's my personal Twitter. I did just because I didn't want to get any clients uh, upset. Um, so, so, I mean, I understand that. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I, I don't think this is uh, the only thing. I think they perhaps were looking for a reason maybe to let this guy so go. So he didn't make budget and they just used this? Supplier. Possibly. It's the fact that this company, uh, which I guess supplies building materials, um, a manufacturing company, uh, is the fact that they are out of Memphis, Tennessee, play a role in this. A little bit, because I think if it was immobile, it might not happen. Um, I don't know. I, I thought the first thing I thought is kind of like Tony. Maybe they're just looking for a reason. Because let me say, let me ask you guys this. If he were a 750% of his budget this month, would he have gotten fired? No. 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 So we're all kind of figuring this thing out, aren't we? I think so. Well, yeah. it's, you it's, be it's, made, it's making national headlines. Uh, it's in the New York Post and uh, all of the bunch of different websites uh, across the country. Um, and I, I just, uh, guys, the more, gosh, I mean, we could do a deep dive on post-game celebrations, rushing the field, how dangerous it is, um, and not just for the fans, but also for the players. I mean, the players don't necessarily know what is coming at them. Like, they're just trying to get off the field. And I'm not being an apologist for Jermaine Burton and what he did. He he is clearly in the wrong. And, again, I, I suspect he won't play this week. Um, and there will be some sort of punishment uh, coming. We just have – or probably already has come down. We just haven't heard of it. But um, – yeah, I, I, something needs to be done about this because uh, the incidents are getting uglier and uglier and uglier. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about when the New York Yankees, a bunch of years ago, uh, won the World Series. And you know how they kept the fans off the field? They brought the damn horses out. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, yeah. and they surrounded the field with horses. Remember Wade Boggs? Remember we? we yeah, Jay. We had, Wade up Boggs yeah. end up on the horse. Yeah, or something. We, yeah. We, yeah. Jay. We yeah. had we had Wade Boggs on, and we yeah. I, I actually asked Wade Boggs about that moment, and he was like, "It was awesome. I was just uh, it was a spur of the moment thing. It's one of the greatest celebrations in baseball history." But that was the way to keep <laughs> the fans off because you know what? Everybody, or at least I am, a little bit of scared, a little bit scared of a horse. So bring the horses out. That's what I say. Tennessee walking horse. Got plenty of horses in Tennessee. No, with with about a minute left, you bring about thirty horses, on and you put them around the perimeter of the field. <laughs> you gonna clean up after that? Yeah, I was just thinking one of they gonna, that's gonna leave a mess. You're gonna, you well, well what, sure fire how, how, how much money did Tennessee spend? They got fined a hundred thousand. Yep. All right, you pay me a hundred thousand. I'll clean up all the horse doo doo. By the way, uh, by the way, uh, I said do do. By the way, Keel uh, Inc. is up thirty-seven uh, percent since. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, was out there. Yeah, so you kind of wonder if they thought, "Oh, is this a good time to get some PR?" Yeah, because I mean, what did you say? The Post is running it. 
Yeah, it's all around the country. Everybody I, now knows about Keel Inc., including us. You want to know I one see. surefire way to make sure it never happens on your field or on your floor again? We'll take away the win. Electric fences. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. Electric fences. Yeah, there you go, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I, God, I, come on. They, you guys, what, what the, the, horse, do, I, like, the horse thing worked. Yeah, I agree. What they <laughs> Maybe should do. They're not putting llamas. horses on the football field. <laughs> How about a hippopotamus, a llama, a few, few <laughs> other dangerous looking out? Although a llama's not dangerous. What, what they should do is <laughs> say, okay, you can buy your way on to, to the field. So sell 1,000 tickets to get on the field after the game. Make money off of it. And then now you have all the there information. There goes Jay. Oh, that's not a bad data. idea. The business major. Now you have information, data of all the people who are going to be on the field. So if anything bad happens, you know who it is. Did you see where a select group of fans went ahead and pulled up some of the turf and they're now selling it on eBay? No. For like 16 cents a little I'm sure plug. someone threw someone's ashes out there. That always happens whenever there's a big running on. By the way, do you know what it costs to replace the goalpost? Uh, I heard this on with Mark Ingram yesterday. Fine too. aside, just the actual 15, labor. Fifteen grand. Wow, $25,000 per goalpost. Not to say, so it's costing about one hundred and seventy grand because they get fined a hundred grand for thirty-five each. I'm just I'm Tennessee always president, amazed. and they panned over to it and he said it's all worth. Yeah, it. I'm always all amazed that when those goalposts come down, jeans. somebody. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just amazed when the goalposts come down. That it doesn't hit somebody. Well, here's in the another head. thing. Didn't they hit? A, there's a camera. There's a big heavy camera yeah. on uh, at the very back of it, so it doesn't impede the the ball's flight. But there's a big. Ca- what happened to that? They probably took it off. Don't someone's... you think they took it off right no, before? You can see it. No, you can <laughs> oh, see you can it see as it. the goalpost is thumping over. Every time I see that coming down, though, I think of that Dr Pepper commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's got yeah. the swing set. <laughs> He's got a great TV antenna over there. Sure, you may want to check that out. One, uh, there uh, didn't someone die because they hit some power lines from a goalpost that went down a couple of years ago, several years ago, and that's one of yes. the reasons they were like, yes. "Yeah, ouch." Those are heavy, man. Those are heavy things. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, coming up here next, uh, I want to get into some of the games. We haven't talked any of the games because I have a couple of really interesting games. I think the Clemson game, the only undefeateds playing this weekend. We had three last weekend. We only have nine undefeateds left. But there's a $9 million guy who's going to be number one on the coach's hot seat when he loses on Saturday. And what his buyout it will blow your mind. We'll tell you about that coming up here next on the Jay Barker Radio Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Fear right. And for the weekend, the weather stays rain-free. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs in the mid to upper 70s between 75 and 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker, 
Radio Network. As he stayed at Alabama. Here's something cool I just saw on a text, I think, that uh, Josh sent me. Is this right? Alabama will play Mississippi State tonight in baseball at 6 o'clock at Sewell Thomas Stadium. That's cool. And um, it'll be a tad chilly, but not bad. It's an earlier first pitch at 6. Um, I think that's very, very cool. Right, bef- And then at 6.30, why would they coincide? I don't know. <laughs> they will uh, crown the queen. There you go. Say that 15 times in a row. Uh, we have uh, nine undefeated teams uh, still in college football. We only have one matchup of undefeated teams, Syracuse. Can't believe it's right. Syracuse, uh, they're 6-0, and taking on Clemson, 7-0. Clemson's 13-and-a-half. We have Iowa and Ohio State, which is interesting. UAB kicks it off tonight against Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers are a point-and-a-half favorite. you got Texas, Oklahoma State. Old Miss, 7-0, and taking on Brian Kelly's LSU Bayou Bengal Tigers. Who do you think is favorite in that game? I don't get this. Old Miss. Uh, no, LSU's favored by two. Don't get it. LSU, why not? LSU, LSU's lost a game to FSU in the first game of the year, Brian Kelly's first game by one point. Of course, they lost to Tennessee, just knocked off Alabama. Two pretty good losses. Uh, the other game, though, I think is going to be really interesting, and I think this is where the uh, birds are going to be coming out of uh, of the nest, out of the trees, uh, just scrapping and hollering. A&M is at South Carolina. Have you seen the line on that game? A&M by three? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think South Carolina gets A&M this weekend, and if that's the case, A&M will be three and four. If I told you that Jimbo Fisher had not won a national title at A&M when he first got there in 2018 and 2022 in his fifth season, would it have surprised you? Would you say that's not good? He has yet to win double-digit games at A&M. Nine wins, eight wins, nine wins, eight wins, and he's got three wins this year. He's 37-17 and 17 overall. Here is the killer. He has signed up through 2031. His contract without cause, is fully guaranteed. If they fire him before the end of the year, he gets paid $89,750,000. Wow. What 20, an agent. And 25% of that is paid immediately. The rest of it's paid within 60 days. Whoa. Wow. That is a deal. Uh, so you you made a deal, and I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher's job is in trouble, but I'm telling you, that, that to me, I mean, he's won one national title, which is great. And I'm not comparing him to Nick Saban, but if Nick Saban started three and four, they'd never be calling for his head. The, the A&M folks are not going to be happy going three and four this year after what they did last year. You're supposed to continue to build on your success. You're supposed to get that 10, 11, 12 wins and vie for a national title, at least make the final four. Jimbo Fisher's uh, noose is getting a little Let's tight. Let's say uh, the Mike Price thing never happens down in Florida, okay? Mm-hmm. And Mike Price has that exact same resume that you just, listed of Jimbo at Texas A&M is Mike Price's job in jeopardy. Yes. Is Mike Price's job in jeopardy at Alabama? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's close. Um, I'm not sure he'd be there this season. Although at what A&M last season, weren't they vying to be yeah, they in, were right, in the picture? They, they, they were like the last, they were like the fifth. How long is he going to ride that? Out. Yeah. How, how long, they pre- long they can he ride season number six this year, were they not? Yeah. Massively disappointing. Game. Massively disappointing, and, and again, if you get a coach's hot seat, which whatever you want to say, it's got a hundred thousand followers on it. He's like number five or number six in the hot seat. I don't think they're going to fire Jimbo, uh, but that buyout that does hurt. That ninety million dollars that hurts. Yeah, oh, yeah even at A and M, oil money can take and, that. Yeah, yeah that's, by, that's a lot. And you know, by the way, sixteen sixteen million. And, what a, Parsons is A and M still lot. has Mississippi next weekend. Florida, who's always getting better, 
Auburn, who who knows, uh, LSU, <laughs> and then of course uh, UMass is in there as well. Uh, with the yeah, they could uh, end up with a losing record this year. Wow. No, no ball for Jimbo. Is that enough to? No, they won't fire him. He's got really nice cowboy boots. What's what? What happened? He's got a ranch. <laughs> I know, what, what, but but why why is Jimbo Fish? I mean, I know their offense. Well, is the, hey, that's that's a question for Jay. Jay has known Jimbo for what 40, 40 years? years 30 40, 30, 30, 30 years 30, 30 plus. Uh, what 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 yeah yeah so what what's your assessment of what's going on in college station yeah i don't mean i think in any other situation you might look at he might be on the hot seat or be in trouble but based on his contract i just don't think so i think he's got a life a contract there right now or a long period that they've got to pay him off if, if anything happens so but um yeah we'll see I, I think he can get things turned around he's got all the resources he needs there to do that uh, he's just had poor quarterback play, and um, you know one of his guys left him went to Auburn, and you know now is going to be having surgery and maybe coming back to Auburn next year. We'll see. But I want to remind everybody we're presented by Top Golf in Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today; you'll absolutely love it. And the, the atmosphere, tailgating there before this UAB matchups or anything, heading over there at the Protective Stadium, you'll see Top Golf in Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Goodbye, see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. And also, I said it earlier, uh, happy birthday to Robbie Glenn. And uh, I know you've been celebrating that on the golf course today. Yes. Happy birthday, Robbie. A journey from grief to acceptance, suicide, loss, and love. CJFSBirmingham.org. Uh, Ivan Mazel, the great writer, formerly of ESPN, now doing his own thing. He's going to join us here next on the Jay Barker Radio Network. He's an Alabama native. Mobile. Mobile. Mm-hmm. Coming up on the Jay Barker Show and Network. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back to the uh, Jay Barker Show and Network. Jay, Tony, Lars, Matt, huge football weekend. And we'll talk a little football with our next guest, Tony. Yeah, uh, voted uh, repeatedly as a top ten sports journalist of all time. Uh, his reads are just uh, miraculous and fantastic, <laughs> of course, uh, formerly. <laughs> wow, I'm not well, even done, my was... friend. Keep going. Um, Come on. Yes, uh, formally, Ivan's, Ivan's too humble to take for, I know, right? Formerly, of course, a great writer for ESPN. He was the man, senior writer for a long period of time now with On3 Sports. And, of course, he's in town for a journey from grief to acceptance, suicide, loss, and love. Uh, and it's uh, go to cjfsbham. That's cjfsbham.org for a very special seminar, if you will, coming up at Red Mountain Theater, coming up on Sunday at 4 o'clock. I've already got my tickets, and they're free, by the way. You can make a contribution if you like. And he's doing uh, his moderator, being uh, my radio partner, Dr. Josh Claypa. So we're looking forward to that. It's Ivan Maisel joins us right now on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Ivan, man, how have you been, brother? Everything good? I'm great. And after uh, hearing all of those uh, cuts of, of Nick Saban, I'm ready to run through a wall. So whatever you got. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Rat poison. Hey, Ivan, before we talk about uh, the big benefit coming up on, on Sunday, and I think it's just wonderful you're doing this, and we'll certainly uh, talk about your story with your son and everything else, and it's just an amazing story and, and how you've handled it. Uh, I've always thought it was really interesting because as a senior writer and a guy who's been doing this for a long period of time, you've got to choose what you wrote about. What? And I'm sitting next to a, a New York's best-selling guy, in, in Lars Anderson, and he gets to choose what he wants to, to, to read about. When you had an opportunity to pick whatever you wanted to write about, what was it about a story that made you want to write about that story? Did there have to be precursors or did there have to be some things or some angles about a particular story where you thought this is going to be really interesting? Or did you just jump in? Well, I like stories. Uh, you know, obviously, you get into sports to write about winners and losers. And, you know, event you cover, there's a winner and a loser. Unlike, I mean, I thought about when I was young, I thought about covering politics. And there's not a winner and a loser every day in, in politics. So uh, I drifted toward the games. I grew up in Mobile, so I understand why people love college football, uh, and I'm a geek for the history of it, so if I can tap into that passion and tap into that emotion and, and maybe place the story in some sort of historical context, you know, then, then, I'll, uh, then I'm there. I'm, I'm excited and ready to go. Ivan, uh, speaking of the the history of it, uh, you did epic work for ESPN uh, delving into the history. Can you just tell our listeners about that and uh, how that 
if I, if I remember correctly, it absolutely consumed your life for about a year. Well, actually, Lars worked on it for three years. I uh, probably consumed <laughs> my life for about a year. That part is accurate, but really worked on it for three years with John Dahl, the, uh, who's produced so many of the great ESPN documentaries through the years. And uh, we really we ended up doing uh, somewhere around 33 hours of programming. Uh, Are we losing? I believe <clears throat> his phone faded or maybe it's coming back. Ivan, you still with us? Yeah, see if you can go ahead and check it out. And by the way, you can. Yep, there you go. We can hear you. Go ahead. Yep, we got. You. Okay, good. Sorry. Okay, good. I'm on I eighty five in Atlanta, so you can blame. Uh, you can blame him. Uh, we're, anyway, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, really, indeed. I hope you didn't drive down from Connecticut. <laughs> uh, no, am I just talking to myself now, or can you hear me? No, you're talking. You're talking to us. Okay, good. Because I, I thought it was fascinating, but you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> now the uh, yeah we we uh, you know we did thirty three hours and and then the shows came out you know a couple of months after the shows came out the pandemic hit and so everybody got to see the shows over and over and over again and people loved to watch them more than once which was certainly a uh, an outcome that we neither planned for nor expected, but we were delighted about. And and then my contract ran out, and uh, ESPN didn't renew it, so they really enjoyed the work too. <laughs> well, it, it it was excellent, and uh, and and Ivan, just one last question uh, from me before we go over to Matt. Um, what you were the first college football writer at ESPN.com and you, you yeah. left, uh, the hallowed halls of sports illustrated. Uh, you left us high and dry there to go to ESPN. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Uh, but, uh, Ivan, what, what, what was it like in those early days at ESPN.com? And did you have a sense that ESPN ultimately would just absolutely, uh, eat up sports illustrated and, and overtake SI to be, the sort of preeminent voice in, in college football and in sports. Uh, Lars, if, if I had known the internet was going to eat up print, you know, I wouldn't have stopped it, at working at ESPN. You know, I, I, I would have acted upon that a little, you know, with a little greater, uh, I'd have made more money is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, <laughs> you could, SI 20 years ago, you know, the, the noose was beginning to tighten. The financial noose was beginning to tighten a little bit. I was not happy there. Uh, I wasn't getting to do the kind of stories I wanted to do. And ESPN approached me, and I thought, you know, and again, this was 20 years ago. I thought, well, I don't know what's going to happen with an Internet venture, but I know ES not going anywhere. And so... Uh, you know, I made the leap, and, and it was funny. The first couple of years, I did what I have always done, which was I, I moved from season to season. I covered football, and then when the, you know, beginning in February or March, I covered golf. And it finally dawned on us, hey, we can write about this sport 12 months a year, and people will read about it. 
and we don't have to move from sport to sport because of limitations of space, you know, so, which is why you did it in a newspaper. You only had X amount of space, so you wrote about what was in season. But once we, you know, it sort of slowly dawned on us, we can write about college football 12 months a year, and and then that's when we really began to expand. Ivan Mazel from On3 is with us. Also, you can see him Sunday, a journey from grief to acceptance uh, with uh, Tony's buddy, um, Josh, Clay- Josh Claypo, Dr. Josh, at um, Red Mountain Theater Arts Campus. That'll be October 23rd, this Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, go to the website, and uh, you can get your tickets, which Tony said are free. All right, I'm, I'm going to uh, bring the elephant into the room, literally. Um, Alabama, Tennessee, what... Uh, what was glaring to you as far as mistakes and problems with Alabama in general? And is this the sky is falling for Nick Saban part 12? <laughs> well, I, I thought the sky was falling after the LSU game in 19. So I, I have retired my uh, <laughs> sky falling uh, predictions. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the issues, I, I'm sure y'all have all covered them over the last five days. Uh, they, they, have, they don't have a wide receiver who can stretch the field. They struggle to run the ball between the tackles. That's four road games in a row with more than 100 yards in penalties. And, and despite all that, you know, they lost on a field goal at the buzzer. So, you know, it's, it's an uncharacteristic Alabama team in its abilities, but I think Bryce Young covers up a lot of sin. You know, he, he's like Revlon, right? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, he, he had a magnificent game Saturday, and nobody talked about it. No doubt about it. Again, Ivan Mazel joining us, VP Editorial Senior Writer for On3. Dot com. I, I want to get your, your take on On3. Just, but we've seen the emergence of it uh, so quickly. Uh, but I know it's been happening behind the scenes with Sanitary uh, for a long time now. And a, a guy that's been very successful with uh, Rivals sold that to Yahoo. Then uh, the 24-7 Sports sold to CBS. And uh, he made a good chunk of money off both of those sales and then said, I want to build the ultimate site for recruiting and for all things when it comes to college athletics and uh, especially on the football side. But the evaluations, all the things to do with NIL. Just talk about on three and just what the decision you made. Uh, to go with them and, and what's really an up-and-coming up and coming site and very even very popular right now in its, in its early stages. Well, I'd love to, Jay. Yeah, I mean, we're growing much faster than we projected, which are the, the problems you want. And uh, I think part of that is, as you said, it's Shannon's third time at that, and he understands better how to do it. Uh, we leapt upon NIL with both feet, and that has driven a lot of traffic. And uh, it's a a good website. I mean, it's a friendly website. It's user-friendly. You know, we've probably got around, I don't know exactly, uh, somewhere around 25 team sites we're trying to acquire or build more. Uh, And yet the traffic to the national site is much greater one year in than, uh, again, than we projected. So, 
uh, you know, I am in front of the paywall. I'm supposedly kind of a carnival barker trying to get people to come, you know, check us out. And, uh, you know, hopefully we will get to the point, just as I was the first writer at ESPN, I will hopefully we'll, I will be the first of many national uh, writers at, at on three. But, you know, we're just uh, – we're still – crawling and and wobbling around we aren't running yet uh and you will with uh, ivan's legs i got news for you a journey from uh, grief to acceptance suicide loss and love he's going to be in town at the red mountain theater we'll talk about that in a minute right, do you have time for another segment by chance i do Okay, great. Cause, He's uh, just driving. We, we got some more questions. Atlanta on eighty-five. Yeah, I want I want to ask you another question. Then we'll certainly talk about uh, the big shindig coming up on Sunday outside. And 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 we'll tease this next, but I'll give you time to think about it because I think you'll need a second outside writing. I keep trying to catch his eye, and of course, that's the book you wrote about uh, your grieving process through the loss of your son. I want you to think during the break. What's one story you wrote where you really believed outside, obviously that book, that you made a difference in the sports world? Was there was there a story you wrote and you thought, "Wow, this is really going to move the needle"? We'll find out what Ivan has to say about that. Plus, his big benefit coming up on Sunday with Dr. Josh Claypo, the moderator, coming up at the Red Mountain Theater, coming up here next year on the Jay Barker Radio Network. This is the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's so easy to buy here at Townsend Nissan in a safe, secure, low-pressure environment versus those high-pressure big city dealers that won't even remember you after you leave. Now, here at Townsend Nissan, you are... For the weekend, the weather stays rain-free. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs in the mid to upper 70s between 75 and 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Radio show and network. Jay, Tony, Matt, Lars, and Ivan Mazel. Yeah, and Ivan joins us right now from On Three Sports, uh, formerly, of course, of ESPN. If you've not read one of Ivan Mazel's articles, you're not a sports fan. Period. Uh, voted uh, repeatedly top ten uh, sports journalist in our time, and he does a fantastic work. He's in town for a journey from grief to acceptance, suicide, loss, and love. It's uh, all about uh, those things. And, of course, uh, he lost his son. He wrote a book called I Keep Trying to Catch His Eye that came out a couple years ago. It's a father grieving the love of his son. We'll talk about that coming up in a few seconds. Ivan, outside that particular read, because that, that, that was a needle mover for sure. Did you write any? Well, you had to have written some, some sports stories where when you got done writing, you're like, wow, this, was, this is a really important piece I've just, I've just written here. Have you, have you done that, or can you remember some of those? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can, Tony. I, I did a piece, uh, when Katrina hit and I went and found the Tulane football team in a, in a hotel in Dallas and I just spent a week with them, you know, the kids, they, you know, the team didn't have a home. A lot of them, families didn't have a home. Uh, you know, they, uh, they were living like nomads and they didn't have toiletries. They didn't, you know, they barely had food and yet they were trying to play football. And I, and I, I just love doing that story just because having grown up in hurricane people, 
in hurricane country, I wanted people to understand, you know, I knew how bad it was. And, and so that, that one sticks with me. And, and honestly, I just wrote a piece that's uh, for Stanford Magazine, the alumni magazine of my alma mater. They called me and said, uh, we have a whole uh, alumni base that doesn't know or understand college athletics. Explain to them all the issues uh, going forward and the decisions that Stanford and other schools now have to make. And it was a great exercise in trying to simplify very complicated issues. And I, I wrote, uh, it's on the cover of the magazine, I wrote 4,000 words, and, and it was, the funny part was, there was a coach at Notre Dame after the war named Frank Leahy, and, you know, right after the war, he had all these grizzled World War II vets who, you know, Leahy was a disciplinarian, and they'd had it with discipline. And he would start every August practice, you know, the first practice of the season, he would hold up a football and say, gentlemen, this is a football. And one of those vets said, hold on, coach, you're going too fast. <laughs> so with that, with that standard of how simple do I make this story, I kept saying to them, uh, how simple do I, you know, how basic do you want me to make this? And, is it, and it turned out to be, uh, I, I've gotten a lot of feedback that it, people who aren't sports fans have written to the magazine and said, thank you. You know, we, we got a better idea of what's going on now. So, you know, we're at a crisis point in college athletics and, and we are going to be here for a couple of more years until they figure out NIL and figure out the portal and figure out Alston payments. We'll see where we go. Ivan, I want to shift gears here and and talk about uh, what you're going to be discussing on Sunday here in Birmingham. And uh, tragically, back in 2015, you lost your son, Max, to suicide. And, um, you know, if I I think I have the dates here correct. Uh, I think it it, it took you about five years to really feel like you wanted to write about it. And, uh, and, and I think you and I had talked, uh, I think you laid down something like 90,000 words in a couple months and which is an amazing, like just uh, stream of conscious, you know, uh, uh, pouring out of emotion onto the keyboard. And then you tinkered with that. And then that became the basis of, of, of the book. I keep trying to catch his eye, a memoir of lost grief and love. And uh, it's uh, it's it's a beautiful book. It's lyrical. It's heart wrenching. It is uh, it is uh, a book that I read in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. Uh, what was the writing process like for you? What message do you hope that readers get from it? And was it therapeutic for you? Well, thank you, Lars. Uh, I you know I. I I say that the writing, I did it pretty much like, uh, you know, Hemingway and Faulkner every day. I would add up to, I would look at the word count at the end of the day and see if I'd gotten to where the contract said I did. Uh, which is not really true. The 90,000 words I wrote were, um, 
that was all, that part was therapy. That was written in the moment. And I just left it in my laptop and didn't look at it for five years. It, that was me getting out the grief. And then what I did not want to do was write a book just about Max. Because to me, I would have been writing that book for me. That, I thought that that's sort of a, this is who my kid was book. And I wanted to write something that would help people. And what I learned over those and I learned how to deal with it and I and I was bad at comforting people who grieve and then I got to watch people who are bad at comforting people try to comfort me so I just really wanted to write about this was what this is like and with a couple of ideas in mind one if you live long enough, you're going to grieve someone. And two, to try to not try to make people understand not to be as fearful of it because it's going to happen to you. And what I learned is that the amount of grief you have is equal to the amount of love you have for whoever it is you lost. And, and really, grief is love. That's where your love goes when you lose that person. And once I understood grief as love, it made it a lot easier to deal with. Uh, Ivan, you wrote about the book. I know how much you loved your son. I, I don't want to sound insensitive here, but I don't want to tiptoe either. Are there signs? Were there signs? And what would you tell a parent today to look for? Well, uh, Matt, yeah, Max was being treated for depression. He was ta he had been taking an antidepressant for a number of years. Uh, and the week after Max died, a, a woman who uh, is on the faculty at Duke University, who I grew up with, who deals with the loss of children and counseling people who lose children, called me. And she said, she was very helpful. She said, unless if someone has suicidal thoughts, unless they tell you at this hour, at this place, this is what I am going to try to end my life, you cannot stop them. Uh, and, you know, that, that was sort of a get out of jail free card for me. Uh, to try to make me understand it wasn't my fault. And the other thing was, in a larger, in a more uh, global view of it, Matt, the brain is an organ just like every other organ in your body, and the, something can go wrong with it just like every other organ in your body. And we don't think that way. When we hear mental health or we hear mental illness, we all focus on the first word. And it's really the second word that we need to focus on. Uh, and we're better at that as a society, but we're not there yet. Ivan, I can't wait to see you on Sunday. I got my tickets today. Go to CJFSBHAM. That's CJFSBHAM.org. It's going to be the Red Mountain Theater. Of course, you're going to be there with my good friend, Dr. Josh Klepo. So I'll hug both of you. It's a journey from grief to acceptance, suicide, loss, and love. 
It's going to be coming up uh, this Sunday, 4 o'clock. So get out there, and tickets are available. They are free. You can certainly make a contribution if you'd like. But, uh, hey, thank you so much for giving really? us two segments today. Thank Great you, to Ivan. catch up with you, Ivan. We love you, and I can't wait to see you on Sunday, brother. Take care of yourself, and uh, safe travels. We'll see you when you get in town. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks, well, it's great to hear all of your voices. Thanks. Uh, see you Sunday. Thank you, brother. Coming up. Wow. Uh, it's kind of an emotional deal. I love just, that Just guy. to listen. I yeah. He's, 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 he's been is, a good friend for a long, long time. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, His book is fantastic. I, I just I could not put oh, it down. I couldn't either. We are going to talk some Alabama football from Clint Ryder. Clint. Print writer Clint Lamb. Everybody <laughs> say that with me. Can we say it together? Print writer Clint, Clint Lamb. Lamb. Uh, you see, I've been doing this. You're not used to years. saying the word print. We're gonna we have back to back on three guys and back to back printer guys. That's pretty uh, amazing. This is old school radio here. This is a Friday show. This is. I like it. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Continue live from ABX, Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, MJ Barker. We got Clint Lamb's going to join us here shortly. I don't think he's up and ready to go yet from On Three Media, but uh, look forward to hearing his take on the Alabama Crimson Tide as they get ready to uh, redeem themselves from what happened to Tennessee and uh, now Mississippi State coming up tomorrow night in Bryant Denny Stadium. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, we got homecoming coming up this weekend. So I don't know if you guys, I was down last night and uh, having dinner with Braxton and uh, Sarah Ashley and seeing all the different decorations at the sorority house fraternity houses. Lars, I'm sure you saw a lot of that this week too on Tuesday, but a lot of events, the bonfire coming up tonight around uh, six 30 at six o'clock, the baseball team plays Mississippi state. Then tomorrow morning, you got the, uh, the annual homecoming parade uh, as well as tonight, the, as with the homecoming queen will be uh, crowned, but uh, also a lot going on uh, for the national championship of 1992. Our, 30th anniversary so a lot of guys will be down for that reunion uh pre-game and uh on the field i think as well for that for introductions and then uh spending time with some of the guys i have not seen in uh, five years since the last time we got together for our 25th uh anniversary so hard to believe it's been 30 years but it'll be a great time uh this weekend they had a big a club event last night at top golf and uh, one of our great sponsors top golf of birmingham who's our presenting sponsor uh, here on the Jay Barker Radio Network, and uh, a lot of fun for those guys who went out there and had a chance to be a part of that. It was uh, not just for the national championship, but it was for all of the A-Club 
uh, to get together for homecoming weekend. So that, I thought that was pretty cool that uh, B.J. Stabler and all those guys put that together from uh, the A-Club's uh, point of view. But a lot of activities, guys, going on this weekend, a big weekend for a lot of folks coming back in town for the homecoming game. As we get ready for Clint Lamb uh, coming up here in just a few minutes here from on uh, three sports, uh, a couple of numbers to think about there because I know you were heavy on uh, Bama last week there against Tennessee, and I, I, I wanted to believe it, but Bama's won 14 in a row against Mississippi State. Nick Saban 19-1 and all-time against Mississippi State. Mike Leach 0-3 against Alabama all-time against Alabama. He's never scored a touchdown. Alabama, Alabama. is 9-1 and under Nick Saban uh, when they uh, are coming off a regular season loss. Uh, Mississippi State is first nationally in the red zone when it comes to TDs. We saw what happened because Tennessee was 28 of 28 going into this past game. Tide ranks first in yards per carry, and Mississippi State is 12 and 0 under Mike Leach when they score 30 or more points. So there's your benchmark right there. You need to stay under 30 points, and I think they probably do that. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Will Rogers. I can't wait to see what kind of arm this guy. I want to see him. I want to put my eyes on him and, and watch him play. And, of course, a lot of people are talking about the secondary and what happened against Tennessee's past week. Should be an interesting ball game. And you have been uh, paying closer attention to uh, Mississippi State than the rest of us just because of your relationship mm-hmm. with uh, Mike Leach. Do you give Mississippi State a chance? And what would the path to an upset look like? Would they need to get out to, I I would think, uh, a quick start, get the lead and play from ahead and force Alabama to be, you know, uh, try to get out of their comfort zone? State is uh, 12-4 and under Mike Leach when they score first. We said that this past game, right? We said... I know it's coach speak. Stay in front of the chains. Yeah. Conversions. I mean, did, did, and I, but I mean, right from the opening kickoff against Tennessee, you get the you get the holding call, and and, and Alabama starting what at the the eight yard line. Tennessee's not up by eighteen. They don't win that ball game. They had to get up early, right? Yeah, I mean, they did. And you knew Bama was going to fight back, but um, you know, I don't think this is a game where you know Nick Saban's the best at playing sixty minutes. Uh, some people would say maybe 59 and a half would be a little bit better, particularly against the Auburn Tigers and against the Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers this past week. But uh, he gets the most out of his kids in 60 minutes. I just really want to see, quite frankly, I, I don't know what kind of week of practice they had. It sounds like they had a lot of work to do in practice. Yeah. Uh, and, and in order to get rid of the anxiety or whatever that is, uh, they need to have great practices. And, and the fact that... Uh, there's a lot of plays into it. Well, he's never going to lose two games in a row, or it's a revenge game, or they got beat by Jimbo Fisher last year. So we saw how that goes. Stop, stop. It's all emotional stuff. It's, that's, it's billboard fodder. Uh, it, it's great maybe for off-season things. But once the, the whistle blows, you're playing football, you're winning your box. It's relative to whatever you're doing in the football field. Uh, it would be nice because I, I still don't think we've seen Bama's best game yet this year. Um, and, of course, we mentioned Mississippi State. They're coming off a loss against uh, Levis and Kentucky uh, this past week, too. So they got something to play for. And this is emotional. You've just lost an 18-year-old offensive lineman on your team. I wonder how that's going to play into the psyche. You want to talk about some anxiety and some issues? I wonder how that plays in the Mississippi State's football team. And, and Matt, these kids are so young on the, on the uh, Mississippi State team and all college football players. For some of the uh, players, it may be the first time that they ever experienced yeah. a death uh, right. that hit them in a very immediate way. No, and there's no way to gauge it. There's no way to know. Maybe they'll talk about it afterwards, whether or not it inspired them, whether or not it, it, it didn't help them. Uh, it's a very, very difficult situation to read. Um, and the fact usually they kind of rally. You know, usually you kind of, or, or that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. You know, whether or not you achieve it, 
you don't know. And but, the fact uh, his birthday is today, he would have been uh, 19 today. I mean, it's just like, oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I really it's can't. It's just so, so, so horrific. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, should be interesting. Uh, the line's what, 21? I think it. I think uh, it's probably. Look at this. I say it's about seventeen sure. or eighteen. Twenty-one. I, I think most here. of the people I've seen are picking this ball game as like a forty-two to twenty-seven game or thirty-five to seventeen kind of game. Can I do an out of the blue, sure. maybe out of the green here? Yeah. What about them Tulane Green Wave? Do y'all just want to go? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know they're ranked. They're six they? and one. Okay. Uh, I told you it was going to be quick. I told you it was going to be out of the blue green. Hey, hey here's another one. What about primetime Andy Dalton throwing two pick sixes on back-to-back throws last night? I love that. <laughs> Way to go, Andy. I was watching baseball. Well, he's, he did that? He, but he's banged up, though. He was banged up, right? He, he also threw for he, four he touchdowns and over 300 yards. Yeah. And Arizona's not as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be. I know. Uh, New Orleans those, lost those, back-to-back games. They scored 20 points, I think, in uh, 101 seconds or something. We've been waiting for that. And Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> who, of course, got traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Arizona was one of those teams that wanted him bad. And they if he can stay bad. healthy, wow, uh, what a threat he becomes uh, behind a good offensive line. So Got Dabo, Samuel. He's going to play with, with Debo. Debo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a double threat. And George, I don't know if it's George quite as Kittle. good as what Miami has, but it's pretty. Well, <laughs> I think the, the, the fact these guys are more diverse than the wide receivers Miami has, so I think maybe it's more impactful. You, you live within 75 miles of Charlotte right now. You're like, we're mailing it in. Is yeah. basketball season starting soon, uh, yeah. please? No, because the Carolina Panthers are a bad football Fire team. their coach, uh, get rid of their top wide receiver, get rid of their top running <laughs> they're back. In trouble. And they're already 30th in the league in total offense. This is a team that is uh, that mailing it in. And, uh, uh, I mean, maybe they're looking for Bryce Young. Maybe they're looking at C.J. Stroud. But they're going to pick a quarterback number one overall. There's no doubt. Uh, interesting stadium. I love the area around the stadium. My ex used to work. Oh yeah, in Charlotte. It's, it, it's nice. It, 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 it is, nice. but there's no shade. It's just a big giant open bowl. You can you know walk that, from you know downtown. That, you know, the the press like. box doesn't hang over anything, no. or no. You know, you know those things that dogs put on there so they don't lick themselves. <laughs> it, it looks like that on its side. It's a six, and, it, and it's got a dog attached to it, which is really bizarre. No, it's <laughs> it's it's like there's no shade. Like if it's hot, you're gonna get hot. There's nowhere to go unless you want to leave your seat and go underneath the bowels of the place. It's nice, but it's an old school. Oh, a lot of sunshine. Yeah, there's a lot of sunshine being blown there in Carolina right now. Baker Mayfield, way to go, buddy. <laughs> he wants to be back in the AFC. Hey, how about this one? Jay, your yeah. thoughts on UCLA at Oregon. Mm. I have none. Mm, the young clans, as we called them back <laughs> in the 70s, are undefeated. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I, I was actually going to go back to the, the Carolina thing. You're saying the old school stadium that stadium was uh built uh the year after i see I, I came out and then uh they had it they were at clemson for a year and then i was in it with the first year that they opened it uh at, when i was with the carolina panthers so uh pretty amazing <laughs> you call it old school it seemed like it was just yesterday yeah. but it's it's not it's old yeah. school <laughs> yeah they're probably uh trying to lobby for a new stadium but, uh, yeah, it, it's just amazing to see. Well, one, they also got uh, the Panthers in return from the 49ers, I believe got a second, third, and fourth round draft pick, which is a great haul for a running back who has been injured a lot and running backs have been devalued so much, Jay. Do you like that trade that San Francisco made? Clearly, 
they are all in to win it this year. And uh, it's a bit uh, ironic that the guy that they thought was going to lead him was going to be Trey Lance. He gets hurt. The guy that they wanted to kick to the curb, Jimmy Garoppolo, is now their starting quarterback. <laughs> it's amazing how it all works, isn't it? Crazy. But, um, yeah, we got more to get into on the other side. Clint Lamb is uh, not – we haven't been able to get in touch with him. We may get in touch with him for the next segment. We'll see if we got enough time. But uh, stay with us. We'll wrap up hour number two on this Friday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. This is Loyalty Lab Interview 6, subject grandmother's loyalty. Margie, what do you do when your grandson misbehaves? Angels don't misbehave. Here we For the weekend, the weather stays rain-free. Lots of sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs in the mid to upper 70s between 75 and 78. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Crimson Tide, Tennessee lost last week and uh, got Mississippi State coming up tomorrow night in Bryant Denny Stadium at six o'clock for homecoming. Uh, Clint, first of all, uh, Bam Insider on three. Thanks for being with us, um, and and I'd love to get your take on this. Uh, first question is, Coach Saban. Uh, we haven't heard a lot of this. We've heard it some throughout his career, but a lot this year. Uh, bringing up the word anxiety um, and talking about whether we got to get some guys that get, get them through. Uh, some of the anxiety, anxiety, and help them with that, having more fun on the field and stuff. Kind of g- give us your take on that, and and have you heard him mention that word as much as he has over the last few weeks? Uh, no, absolutely not. You know, it's it, it's starting to become more of a, a common theme, and really, he doesn't even have to use the word. You can watch how they play. You know, when things start going wrong, they don't really handle adversity well. It, you know, the offense starts playing poorly and then the defense follows suit. Special teams starts making mistakes. It's like we've seen that at very varying points throughout, you know, not just this year, but last year at times as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think it is, you know, somewhat of a concern. Now it's a correctable issue. Don't get me wrong. I think it's about, you know, focusing a lot more on not the results, but on what it takes to get the result, you know, getting back to more of the process. And not putting too much on, you know, you don't view it as Mount Everest. You know, you view it as, as very small, you know, achievable goals throughout a period of time that will help you, you know, climb Everest. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I think one of the big issues, if you think back, you know, during the next Saban era, especially in the early parts of it, you saw a lot of, you know, Alabama would defeat opponents before they'd ever even step on the field. You know, it was a mental game. And just Alabama had it and other teams really didn't. And you would see teams making mistakes and stuff because it's Alabama. And there's a lot of pressure involved with that. And now not only does it seem like that advantage has been diminished somewhat, uh, I also think in some ways it's going in the opposite direction where Alabama's beating itself before it ever even steps on the field, you know, just from a lack of, uh, 
you know, having the correct approach, being very anxious. You didn't see a lot of those earlier Nick Saban teams or really, you know, the majority of the time that he's been there, you haven't seen them really focus too much or putting too much pressure on playing for Alabama and being a part of that brand. You know, the last couple of years, you've seen guys focused a lot more on that. And I don't know if, if NIL has anything to do with that. It's the fact that, hey, if you screw up, you've got money on the line now. You're trying to take care of your families. And, uh, you know, maybe those NIL deals go away if you if you struggle or whatever. I don't know if that's the case. I have no idea what's causing it. But it's been, you know, a pretty big issue the last couple of years. Clint Lamb joins us right here, of course, uh, from On3, talking about the big Bama game coming up uh, this weekend. And it's going to be interesting because, obviously, you're talking about a quarterback um, in Will Rogers who just set the record for completions in the SEC all-time, which is amazing. And we know that uh, they love to throw the football, and they're doing that right now at about a 67% pace. Do you see them coming off that at all? I thought it was interesting as well, too. They're averaging more yards. Mississippi State is on the ground right now than they have in six years under Mike Leach. Uh, where he's coached, what do you what do you see? Uh, what kind of balance do you see offensively coming from Mississippi State on Saturday? Yeah, you know, Marks and, and uh, Dylan Johnson have been a pretty good one-two punch at running back. I think Dylan Johnson suffered some sort of injury against Kentucky, and really, when he went down, they I mean, I would say that they completely abandoned the run game. I think they only had seven carries collectively between their two running backs in that football game, and you saw things kind of start to fall apart. I thought that. Uh, you know, um, Kentucky was able to make them more one-dimensional. Or I don't wouldn't say that they made them be more one-dimensional. That's just something that Mississippi State chose to do. But it wasn't, you know, as effective as when you have that complementary run game. And so I do think that whether he's able to go or not, I really haven't heard an update on Dylan Johnson. Uh, or even if, you know, it's just that I've, I've seen that he had to leave the game. I haven't really looked into it a ton. But if he's not available... Uh, I will be curious to see if, if uh, Mississippi State commits a lot more to the pass than even you've seen and kind of get away from the run kind of like they did last year where they barely ran the football. Uh, but Will Rogers is having a fantastic year. I think last year he averaged 6.9 yards per attempt. This year he's sitting at 7.3. And I think that's him being willing to push the football downfield a little bit more often. And he's got a ton of different receivers that he can throw to. Uh, I mean, I want to say that there's you know at least six guys who have had you know, 20 plus catches. Um, at least, I think four of those have had 30 plus. And so he really distributes the football pretty well. You got multiple guys who are scoring multiple touchdowns. So it's a very good team. Um, but I will be curious to see how they balance out that run game compared to the passing game. Clint, uh, we got less on. than 45 seconds. Just give yep. me a quick, quick uh, deal on Jermaine Burton. Have you heard anything about a punishment? No, I don't think that we're going to get anything. I think it's going to be handled internally. Uh, but I do think that, you know, there's some concern with it. You never want your players to react that way. But I also think Nick Saban's in, in a lot of ways going to bat for his players because he understands, you know, the, the the situation and what it's like for fans to be rushing the field. I don't think that's something that anybody wants to be happening. So uh, we might hear something on this eventually. It might be like a quarter suspension or it might not be anything. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Clint, thank you for your time, man, as always, from uh, Bam Insider on three. Thank you. Have a great weekend. No problem. Thank you, guys. All right. Clint Lamb again joining us from on three media, Bama Insider. Thanks for being with us. Tony Curry, Radio Network. Josh Smith, our producer. Lars as well. Matt Coulter, Hardy, and all the guys there at Ty 100.9, our flagship station. Have a great homecoming. We'll see you on Monday.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often